my name is Foggy Jack, and I'm the Shock Bazaar Mental Mentalist, and the host of the Foggy Jack Live Podcast. Now, let's head on down to the pumpkin patch for more. Or the 
The third eye. I'm sorry, not evil eye. Pardon me. The third eye is flickering. And now, will you say something in space language? And we hope that the mentor that uses Paulina PV's vocal cords will be able to translate the message for us. Well, Doc, I have to translate it uh, to mental impulses. But you can I'm do it anyway. I'm contacting the media, which is not through voice. Well, are you going to say, are you going to do the space talk again no, first? Well, the space talk, if I talk space talk, he won't get it. He, she, Paulina will only get it. But he can answer the thing. What do you mean that Paulina understands space talk? The media will understand me to mental what? power. Her guy. Yeah, her guy, yes. will understand me when I send a mental impulse to him. Then he, she will answer back the language. You understand? You're dealing with a different vibration. If I talk to Paulina, I talk to Paulina now. Otherwise, it's English you hear. And the other way, when I send, I'll send maybe 10 or 15 words to mental impulses to the media. Is it? Is it? And then he'll transfer her because he speaks a different language. Is this what you call telepathic communication? No, this is in, uh, so-called uh, vibration thought mm-hmm. waves with the fourth dimension. In other words, I can contact, I contact through her. They were down the well, would, would, would her mentor know that you're going to be on the fourth dimension, supposing he's on the fifth at the moment? No, there's no fourth, fourth or fifth. This is a straight the vibration. It was all fourth. You just said fourth. It's I didn't fourth. say it. Anything appears fourth. Oh, everything is fourth. That's the lucky number for the day. I thought the moon orbit comes a different dimension. Well, that makes no. sense. That that no no. Everything here is fourth. Yeah. All right. Well, what do we do? Do we remain quiet for a moment, or well, you remain quiet for about how long? What time you got? There? Well, we're on the air. What time do you want? Twenty-four after four. All right. Here I go. One minute. What about a half a minute? Well, I'm can standing. I say anything while you're standing? Well, if you're talking to me. All right, look. No, you can you can talk, but I will transmit the... Uh, right. this I will talk. I, I will whisper. No, you can talk regular, because this, this vibration has no contact with the different the speech vibration. Hmm. In other words, you tune in WOR and KBK, one station won't interfere with the other. In other words, speech talk is the vibration. This is mental vibration. One don't interfere with thing. the other. But in other words, how will I know when you're through vibrating? Well, let me... Well, don't no, worry about turning around. No, he can't turn around and look at the <laughs> clock and all. I'll tell you what. All you do is just raise your hand up or blink the third eye. Set the time and the element will set itself, of course. I notice you have to use glasses. Well, I, I need glasses because I got straight in the eyes. Mm-hmm. All right, that's fair enough. My work. I'm now, 20... All right. Pauline Peavy has her mask on again. An exotic mask, to say the least. Very beautiful, very attractive. And, uh, and of course, uh, Paulina Peavy is an artist, an inventor, designer, sculptor, poet, writer, and lecturer. And uh, certainly with all of that uh, talent, she should be able to design some uh, exquisite masks. And she's a accomplished... Only when I say to you... Yamahuta, hi, I mean start. We'll talk for one minute. I'll talk for one minute. Well, well, who are you talking Yama to? Yamahuta, hi. Have you said it now? I'm saying to tell her so he, the uh, month gets ready. Well, she has to control it now. When I say that, you prepare yourself. Then I'll talk for one minute mentally. 
What do I do? You can do what you like. We can go on talking. I mean, you don't have to be nasty about it, but I mean... Oh, you know, songs and dances, snappy patter, anything. It doesn't It doesn't cross up the frequency. Well, the Yamahoots are high. They're in I will transmit for one minute. Don't do a trans mental, I'll transmit to them, and you can give the answer. Well, the eye is flickering, sort of the flashing of the, of the third eye. Dave Bell is doodling. Uh, Charles Leadham is... Carrying uh, up cigarettes. He's carrying up cigarettes. He's, he's un... Unraveling the the filters uh, on the used uh, cigarettes on the used cigarettes. That's a, that's that's a beautiful light on. Very good. We could and, set up uh, a shop. That's right. And we've got uh, ghost talk this night. However, this is a very serious thing. We we've yes. actually been laughing a little bit to sort of release the tremendous tension that we're yes. undergoing this morning. And we have 38 people by actual count. That is Dr. Ness count, and everybody is here sitting almost breathless, wondering what's going to happen. And in a moment, I can see that uh, we're reaching that period of 60 seconds, at which time we will hear the the words here coming down. Yeah, my word, the highest over. Now you can just um, come in and tell you what I've done Now the message has been well, sent, and possibly see. she is in a trance, calling us TV. He's there uh, 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 we uh, travel in space from a point of time to a point of time which tells you absolutely nothing. Meaning that we are almost as bewildered as you about space travel. Is that the substance of the message? Say anything, Charles, I won't take a breath with it. We're still on the air. It's just a period of silence until the mentor continues to talk. Paulina, Piva. We uh, make our food by the power of thought. The best that we can explain to you is that we counteract the disintegration of atoms in space. And our food is wholly made by the power of thought as we travel in our state of electronic fluidity. You have a saying that your home is where you hang your hat. Our home is where we think it is. As we know no boundaries like you, we move through walls, your walls, faster than the speed of light, like your radio beams move through obstacles that are obstacles only to you. Oh, 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 oh,
We did visit you in behalf of our work. As you saw us, when we thank you for your cooperation in our bequest. We asked you not to tamper with Paulina and us in our connection, and you so graciously acceded. Time writes a heavy hand for seers, we need all the cooperation from your men of science that we can get. <coughs> we need to work with you to make this matter understandable, which means scientific. This matter of the sensitives of your world who have been contacting us throughout the ages and who have not been understood. We see no more burning of your Joan of Arts, but we do see ridicule by those who are not enlightened regarding this relay system. A voice projection, astral projection, as you call it, Andrew, when we take you to a planet called the moon, we take you to the solar system within yourself in correlation to the outer, as you call, solar system. The voice is talking to the mystic barber at this time. We have helped you make your headband. We have given you all the secrets. For such a headband, we placed upon Paulina 20 years ago an unseen magnetic headband. We placed a magnetic field upon her head and upon her right ear, which has been there for 20, five, 20 years and longer, but 20 years to her knowledge.
permitting us to motivate through her vocabulary glands with her ego still conscious <laughs> we are so elated that such a program as this is possible in your age. We are so happy to find your open-minded attitude toward our contact with you to the state whereby you can broadcast our voice, our voices. Andrew, the bread of life is life your question any questions if you wish to ask about their world now you see I uh when I think I'm out of a trance, I'm not. I mean that their voices and mine sometime are simultaneous. I wonder if you could... <clears throat> could we get any information about Sputnik? Your satellite? Uh, we... regret to say... That matter made by the hands cannot sustain by space travel. We know that you gain great knowledges. What's the fantastic? Thing to send a body whirling out into an orbit. How wonderful if you could gather together your admiration for a scientific achievement, forgetting your desire to blow somebody to bed. We ask you to please change the subject. We are too adamant. You would not like it were we to go all out. You would prefer questions on other subjects? Questions about our existence we shall ask. I think, uh, in all fairness, Charles, I've been informed by uh, one of uh, Miss Peavy's uh, friends who happens to be up here at the present time 
that she's on a terrific strain and that uh, we shouldn't uh, talk anymore to the spirit's voice. We should permit uh, Miss Peavy to relax. Let me take just a moment to remind you that this is WOR Radio, your station in New York. This is Long John with the Party Line. We're around from midnight to 5.30, six mornings in the week. And on Monday mornings, uh, we start around at 1 in the morning and we go right through to 5.30. So that means we're on 37 and a half hours a week. Tonight we're talking with the mystic barber. <coughs> Pardon me. That's Andy Sinatra from Brooklyn. We have also had two gentlemen from the Association for Advancement of Ethical Hypnosis. Charles Leadham is with us. Dave Bell. Sam Vandevert, the photographer, Herb Bailey, the author, and always just loaded up here. And we've got about 38 people, including two Venusians, Jack Keane and Russ Tinklepaw. And the dogs. And the dogs. I'm sorry to, to say, but that uh, is not a Venusian dog, I know. That no, may be a Martian. Uh, it's a little lighter in weight. That's, uh, I think it's an Earth dog. I don't know, John. Oh, I didn't tell you about the time he was bitten by a vicious cocker spaniel, did I? No. You know those cocker spaniels, my own, they're vicious dogs. <laughs> you just <laughs> look at him from side and they take off your fingers. <laughs> he did bark here one night. Yeah, he's, he's an old radio veteran. Hey, Brutus. Brutus. Hey, come here. Brutus. Come, here. come over here. Come here. Give me a business. Come on. Brutus. Talk, boy. My girl's short throat tonight. Venusian dog. But I think we should, uh, we have, uh, I would say, about 45 minutes left for that. About 50 minutes. And I imagine that uh, we have some additional questions for the Misty Barber. Herb, want to come in for a moment? Come on in, Herb. Herb Bailey. I think we'll have Herb join us for a moment because I know that he's been interested in... Uh, uh, interviewing the mystic barber. Herb Bailey is writing a, an article about the party line for Argosy magazine. It'll appear sometime in January. Well, we'll tell you at least a week or two in advance. Pull up a little closer, Herb. Herb, you know everybody's sitting around the table and you've been introduced to the mystic barber. And I know when you interview somebody, you like to take a little time with them. And I thought maybe you'd uh, give our listeners the opportunity of... Uh, sort of getting in on uh, an interview. Well, I didn't have a chance to uh, hear uh, most of the program because I was in the other studio with someone else. But the rest, well, I don't know too much about what has been going on except the past few minutes. Uh-huh. So uh, I'd like to tell you a few things. Well, that saves you a lot of time. You don't have to argue. Do you think it's possible for a person to have a premonition of somebody going to die? Well, I have uh, heard that that's possible. Well, I had three or four discriminations. I recall one statement. I'm sitting in, I was around 17 or 18 in front of my father's store, and steps. I have a friend of mine who's studying chemistry. His sister walked out, stepped outside, and I said, You know, Frank, your sister only got two weeks to live. Other class guy, two weeks to girl died. And there's been other times which I have a premonition of 
such a thing happening, and it happened. I'll be on a barber's chair and I give a man a shave or something, or work in the hospital, tell the doctor, man, they got long to go. I didn't bet the doctor by the time I have to be right. Now, last case I had, I was when I was at the lunch. I had over 38 or 78 people with us. We go there in the lodge, we open up, in the early part of September, we find a black border on the door. That means the brother died during the summer. I was a parlor I read the Bible. And while I'm in there, I read the Bible for the man who was deceased five, ten minutes according to a ritual. And I told my friend, my, uh, my uh, district, that time it was Chancellor Clement and the village of Adamo, and he was sister deputy then. I said, Joe, I said, the one of us among here is going to die. He said, oh, come on in. He's scared of punch. I said, well, I'm the power. i got to fit him to do what I want with the money or anything I want. That's the power that I have as a, in the lodge. I could take the money as a pilot. Nobody could ask me the question. Chariot, credit, providing was done within the means. So I said, I want to tell the boy. I said, boy, what do you say? I said, we stand prayer today of someone who's going to die, maybe it's me, and we'll be here next two weeks. Well, the boys all had a laugh because I was known as a joke of the lodge. Well, what happened? Two weeks after, whatever I said took place. Now, I have over 78 people witness to the fact. And in my friend that I uh, talked over the phone, he was chance to command. Now, these are premonitions. I've had these premonitions as a child on different things. I remember <coughs> when I was a child, my father was in real estate business. He says, you know, he says, we got about $40,000. We sent it to me. He says, we're going to live rich over there. He says, Dad, don't send the money to me. what do you mean? With $40,000, we could live rich. I'm the only child. He says, well, you're a rich man. Well, let's send the money to me. Five years past five, there was a walking through. The trip in the war, trouble in Italy, and all we got back is $5,000. And I was a fuss, you know, a young fellow that time I told my father that. I think sometimes these various predictions show themselves in various manifestations. Well, uh, like uh, I was starting to say about 1492, the folk was talking. It wasn't finished with the story. That was 1452. 1452. He said something about the southern coast. Remember, he says there's an uh, east coast and southern coast. Why do you say a southern coast? No, he's south, south coast. South coast. That means Carolina and all that stuff. Right? Southern Carolina, Louisiana. Now, to you it was a joke. But to me, with a prophetic mind, that it meant that something was going to happen there. The following day, he's talking about the southern coast. There was a big hurricane there and a lot of trouble. See, to the normal mind, who doesn't know these vibrations. It was just a joke. But to me, who understands that a man was confused between his normal mind and his psychic mind, it was a prediction that take place. Well, uh, have you ever considered getting in touch with uh, Dr. Ryan at Duke University? I understand Dr. Ryan has got his hands full in everything what he's doing. He's got his, I'm probably doing the same research as Dr. Ryan. Did. I'm working on the field of transmitting mental intelligence to a place to play by electronics. Well, I understand. Now, when I was a physiotherapist, I graduated from the School of Physiotherapy, but because of uh, our school was not uh, uh, instructed by licensed men of the Medical Association, of the Alternate Association, after 14 years, it wasn't recognized, and we all lost our license. 
You know, I didn't get off a banana one. I know what I'm talking about. I and most in the field of electronics, I learn a lot. I could transfer a physics or a elect electrical field to a person's body without, without giving them drugs to the stomach. Why can't intelligence be transmitted to a person? And I say, well, I, had, I was given massage demons by transmitting electrocodes to my body then transmitting them to the person. Because they have to change the frequency from one frequency or another, just like we do magnetic healing. Charge my body up and I was passed it to the body. I'd like to make one point, that is that I think I heard Dr. Ryan say on this program uh, about three or four weeks ago, if I'm not mistaken, that he uh, very much would like to contact people all over the country. And he, I, I think he said that he flew to California in one instance to find a psychic. That he's very much interested in finding people who do have any sort of uh, precognition or any type of psychic ability, and I should think that he would be most interested in, in your ability and in your qualifications if uh, you would care to submit them to a controlled study. Well, would you comment on that question for you? I have all the respect to Dr. Rana and one of us that considers doing his donors and his best trying to help us. The government got thousands of dollars for atomic bombs, atomic energy, one good psychic could save this country. Because one good psychic could know what goes on the other side. One good psychic could tell them a lot of things that the average man don't know. Why doesn't he get the government to invest a million dollars in training men, take out certain men, pay them a salary, and take care so they can make a living? Mr. Barber, may I ask you just one question? Yeah. Who is this one great psychic who can do all this? Now... When I talk, will you please listen to me so you know what you're saying? The public knows, and you don't know you're standing around here. I said, the school can produce one man or one site out of all the whole bunch, or combination of one man, bunch, training one man so in each, each particular field. This man could not only save the country, he could be a great leader and save thousands of lives and save thousands of dollars. Do we have such a psychic now? Well, when we say a psychic, it's a group of people. One scientist, let's go to science. One scientist can't say it's a country, but a group of scientists are doing it. Who is the psychic? same applies in the field of psychics. Now, you just made a statement a moment ago, Mystic Barber, that one good psychic could solve all the problems of this country. Now, I ask you the question, who is this great psychic? Do we have such a great psychic? So far, to me, it's not known. Mm -hmm. Well, how would you uh, select? Combination, I'll give you an idea what we say great psychic. I'll give you a little simple thing so it'll be easy for the public to understand. Let's say you got a little kid more than one of $64,000. He's a very rare type. Now, he's on television. You see the child. He doesn't study. He has an education. You know. Now, out of the bunch, somewhere, someplace, other children born, or people born who have this ability, has never been brought out. But through proper training and through proper search, that man shall be found. He was found once before, and he proved it, and he shall be found again. That's what which, my answer Which man is that that you mean? There's certain things I cannot answer over the phone. This is something historical fact. Oh, you mean? Uh, it's historical fact based on history and research. Well, this uh, 
Don't you think that you're denying Dr. Ryan a good part of the possibility for further investigation by not submitting your own uh, talents to him? You know, I was going to answer that question. You are? You will. Yeah, no. in a way that you'll understand. Thank you. Uh, once uh, my wife was walking down the street. Yes. So she has a dog. A woman come along and says, Why don't you have babies instead of dogs? Did that look hurt the heart that she might have been a sick woman? That she could not have children? This is not, this is a true fact. Well, you say, why don't you tell Dr. Ryan to come? To, I got to make a living to support a family and grandchildren. Now, if they can supply me with that living, and if they can supply me with that support that I need, all right, I'm willing to do it, but I have to go out and earn my living. Fine. And here's a message from Valentine about Valentine's Ale. Remember, it's brewed with Brewer's Gold. Liam, Herb Bailey, Dave Bell, and Andy Sinatra, the Mystic Barber. The Mystic Barber has been telling us about some of his experiences with astral projection. We have also had Paulina Peavy. She's the artist. And also, she was kind enough to go into a trance a couple of times for us. I think we've had a rather interesting discussion this morning about many things. Herb Bailey has been around the program for, I would say, two or three nights talking with panel members and various guests. Herb Bailey is doing an article for Argosy Magazine about the party line. And Herb was kind enough to join us on the microphone for a couple of minutes. And I thought some of the people would be interested in uh, sort of getting an inside slant on how Herb interviews somebody in order to write an article. Would you care to continue, Herb? Possibly have another question for the Mr. Barber? Well, getting back to your precognition, which you mentioned, not to my precognition. Well, I'm mean into the mystic, mystic barber, of course. I, you, you do have some precognition, though, John. I am quite sure of that. I didn't think you noticed it. Oh, I, I I've done a lot about it. I've gone to a throat specialist, and I've gone to a dermatologist, and uh, they have consulted each other, and uh, maybe I have it, but that wasn't what they called it at the time. Well, uh, back to the mystic barber, then. Um, you uh, you say that you have experienced precognition several times. That is, that you have been able to foretell people's deaths and various things of that nature. Do you uh, have an explanation for that? Do you think it's a slip in time, or do you think that you're able to... Uh, project yourself in time, or do you feel that time is, is uh, like some of the psychics think, is, is all, almost with us. That is, I heard a woman tonight on the radio saying, uh, Eileen Garrett, saying that, uh, that today is tomorrow, and it's the same thing as yesterday. I think I'm quoting correctly that time is absolutely nothing insofar as we are, and as our existence is concerned. 
And uh, I was just wondering what are your thoughts on that matter? Do you feel that you can project ahead in time? Well, when you want to project ahead of time, you concentrate and work by my principles and trying to think into the future. But when you don't think of time, time is catching up to you. Such a thing as time catching up to you, so you catching up to time. Well, that's, uh, I'm minding my own business. All of a sudden, I'm giving a body a haircut, and all of a sudden, boom, it tells me the man ain't going to live. From past experience, first it might have been an illusion or imagination. I can sense it, I feel that vibration, and it happens. Time is caught up with me. Not that I had one to be on Mystic Barber, if you I was told, I don't know if this is true or not, but I thought possibly you'd want to comment on it. In the news building in the city of New York, I think it's 220 42nd Street, there's a barber shop, four or five chairs. And the barber that's in the first chair, gentleman by the biggest name is Vito, they tell me that when he is massaging a person, giving him a facial massage or a scalp massage with one of these electric vibrators that has some springs and you put it on the hand, that he claims that from time to time he receives spirit messages through these vibrations. Now, in other words, his customer who is being massaged, either their scalp or face is being massaged, has no knowledge that a message is coming through this vibration. This is sound possible. It's going through to the individual who's vibrating the bubble of the customer. No, not the customer. Oh, no, absolutely not. The customer has no knowledge of this. It's not the vibration, but it's the frequency of the electrical field. Now, some time ago, oh, about 20, 30 years ago, there's a dynamo running. And when the dynamo runs at the second speed, the engineer would see faces on that dynamo, on the frequency of the dynamo, and he would hear voices. Because he became part of that dynamo and the frequency was insane. And later on, about seven or eight years ago, there's two brothers, you know, there's welding, working welding, going over in the welding So when they used to put the welding down, one brother would look at the other brother, he would see a parasite from but he would never tell him. When the other brother-in-law would start rolling, look at his brother-in-law, he'd see a parasite from That kept on for a while, after one time, one told the other. So what happened? The frequency that these vibrations gain, they adopted themselves, and whatever they saw was the established spiritual personality. Mm -hmm. Now I know a case, my wife knows here, where I work for a friend of mine, I know since we're father together. One day he's uh, using the electric clipper. Now the electric clipper gives off infrared rays. The electric clipper? Yeah, not the vibrator, not the one no. that's the awesome. Sometimes you go near a child, a child starts crying. I brought this up before the Father's Association. Master, I got a right. Well, isn't this just the fear of the noise no, no, for a moment? No. The electric clipper will give off infrared rays. A little child is sensitive. I've seen even an adult. When I work, they're next stopping, getting ready, even without touching. 
And the best thing we ship for that razor will show them. Now, when I take the vibrating clip, I mean, just much noise, the child does not cry because it doesn't feel well from the red razor. Now, we have a friend of mine, all of a sudden, he got the that's a 28 Street gentleman. No, you don't have to get here. No, we, we, you know, it's a friend of mine, yeah, and I, while he's there, he gets stores in the chemistry, and they wonder what it was. They try to lay the gene and all this and that, so I told him, it's the local electronic department of the uh, hospital. And what was, he has having electrical burns from the clip on his hand. Now, when he steps the sheet that comes from all that gives off, he has to give off infrared rays. And, and also bottle rays. These bottle rays are passing through the person, and the person gets into a certain vibration. He's in tone with the, he is to be psychic. He's in tone with the vibration of the human. I'm going out to the actual facts of electrotherapy. You, uh, you said earlier, I think, that yeah. you, were, you told me earlier that uh, you were able to create a force field and that various people would feel that, that uh, they were sitting around the table, for instance. I wonder if you would go through uh, another one of your experiments tonight, if you could create this force field so that uh, all of us sitting here could feel it. Well, I tried to do it. I'm not denying it because it's 39 people at the last meeting, and 38 people can't be wrong. They, they felt it. They felt that force. Now, what? I've done it also in a, a large, you can print in order sometimes. Thirty-five, maybe five people feel it and the other people don't. It just don't get off the chair. Right. I gave it to a certain man, a well-known attorney, mm. demonstrator. I don't want to mention this man because Andy, you are right. Now, well, I, mean, later on, I, I would say there are roughly, roughly about uh, 20 people here now, and uh, out of those 20, I think if you throw your force field, that uh, perhaps a certain number may feel it. Do you, know, you feel that no, you could do that? Oh, you mean the, I told you your, your, you your know strength has been yeah. adapted. Yeah. My wife, I tell you, used to heal myself. I see, that's certainly not your approach. I, well, I, I mean, can take people from a photograph and heal them and also work the remote. Yeah, this is very yeah, right. No, I've yeah. done this, John. Yeah. No, I, what I mean is the fact that possibly due to your recent illness you have lost I some of your strength. I can do it. No argument. No argument. I can I'm not making this public because a few people know that. Yeah. You can think of small, but I can do it. I've been signs in the outcome for the good or evil. I'm applying for the best knowledge I'm applying for. Now, uh, I'm a power is low now. What did you say? The power is low now. No, no, what did you say before that? To the outcome, man, there's a lot of knowledge. Yeah. You can use this for good or evil, according to what he wants. I like other things I've dealt with the outcome because some photographs or objects among the someone I can apply this to. That's the point. Would you say that there's any connection with the law of quality in this? Well, I don't know about law of quality. I'm only going to go my own experience. My own experience with people that I know. Then I tell them afterwards. How about Alexander Morse? I don't know. I never read books. I never read books. I have read the minds of some people who have been on the program telling me about some of these. And uh, it's been experimental. 
I wonder if we could permit Mr. Latham. He has an interest. No, I don't have a question. I was just going to say that we should be grateful to Mr. Bailey for letting us from the inside of what goes on at an average magazine interview. <laughs> oh, this, you know, the audience is grateful for this sort of thing. I mean, Later on, Mr. Bailey. 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 I was just wondering, is this the the usual problems that that confront you as as a as a writer, as a reporter? Do you usually run up against these problems the same as you have this morning? Well, I will say no because this is a most unusual show. In fact, I think it's. Uh, Unique in American radio, and uh, I was—I'm very much intrigued with it, and there's no question of the fact that it's a very interesting uh, show. But I would say that I haven't uh, had the privilege of interviewing uh, people quite as uh, talented or as psychic, you might say, as the people that you've had here, such as the Mystic Barber. And therefore, uh, it's quite an experience for me. I'm glad to be here and to be able to uh, see some of the things that are going on. I'm just wondering, I hope this isn't too personal a question. You said uh, that you're glad to be here. Are you here? Well, uh, that is a question which is probably... At this point, it should be a question, right? (laughs) Yes. The... uh, one never knows. That's right. It's dealing with type of phenomena. Anything that may be projected. Uh, you may be at home in bed, or you may be talking with your publisher right now out in Las Vegas, and yet you think that you're sitting here. You're a fool, Herb. You're it's a fool. Me. Believe me. It may be an illusion, but it is uh, something that I have to cling to because it's the only thing that I that I know at the moment, that is, but perhaps with a few more uh, interviews with domestic barber and other people that you've had, uh, I might be able to come back to, uh, well, achieve a new reality, which I think is uh, commendable if we can do it. I would just like to say this, that, that this has been a very, very inspiring comments that you've been kind enough to give us. I hope that we have it on tape. I would like to play this time and time again, sort of to open our program every morning. I think it's an inspirational message that the listeners will appreciate. Thank you, Herbert Bailey. Thank you. Uh, Well, Mr. Carver, I know that you've told us that your vitality is low and that you don't feel like creating a big force field, but I wonder if you 
to create a little force field for us. Do you know the story once said, what good is he if he gains the war and loses? So why should I create a force field and lose my health, which is more important? Well, what is ruining your health? It's, it's, when I do that, I'm taking a lot of energy. In other words, I ain't got no money in the bank and I got to take out what I want. This is a question that requires health because it requires all electrical energy that I've stored up to heal and fight. I would create this energy and I heal myself from natural energy by storing it up in the body. Now, I have to store this up and whatever I have it, which is not healing me up. And I have to use it just to put on a demonstration. Well, instead of demonstrating... As I told you, you, I will eventually, when I'm ready, if I want to create a force field, if I got a photograph of something belonging to you, know, I take sometimes I'm a, a joker. Sometimes I have fun with certain people at certain times. That something belongs to them all of a sudden they find themselves uh, knocking their head up against the wall or turning themselves upside down in bed while they're sleeping. I don't know what hit them. I've done these things. I got proof that I've done them, and I still can do them with the force and the proper force to the right. Well, I've got to, I've got to watch my steps there. But there's no assistance possible to be done if you don't. No. Here is uh, something. You see, I was in prison. We do it all the time. When the atmosphere is right, when the force is right, this can be done. When you uh, told us about this force field that you created, you told us that you had witnesses. Now, I'm not questioning the fact that you created a force field. I'd like to know more about what it's like. You want to learn how to do it? You want to no. knowledge of the field? No, I want to know what it feels like. It's just a vibration or a heavy feeling. Sometimes it's strong enough that you can't get off the chair. Sometimes you'll feel up in here like that. A vibration whenever you are weak. Now, you people want to know something, want to feel something. Knock your brains out like I've done and educate yourself and find out in your own way. I'm going to study years, find out these things, guys like you come along, ask you what is, and you become smart. Knock your brains out. You mean that like if we uh, knocked our brains out like you have, where we would arrive at this state, then we would be able you to comprehend it? I'm giving you many things. Right here, I'm making a statement about all I know and all my knowledge. You're somewhere off in China, then get off a banana. Or the well, public. Not to. Things that help with health within our knowledge. I'm just giving you bite talk and soft talk, making you feel good, but the real secret of fact and knowledge that took me years of lying, I really possess in my mind and my individual thoughts, and not revealed to no one until the time comes. Right, you're dead right. I agree. I, I wouldn't agree with that point because I have another cup of coffee. I wouldn't either. This isn't hurt. I've, been, I've done so many stages breaks tonight, I've got an extra can in for next week already. Save them up, John. All the respect, I like you, nice fellas. I'm a good sport. Any time. You want to come to the house and have dinner, you're all welcome. Well, now, wait a minute. Easy, easy, neighbors. I can hear everybody falling out of bed, getting dressed, ready to go over for dinner at the Sinatra's. Be 9,000 people. From 47 states. 27 states will be over there for dinner tomorrow. Oh. No, I, I 
sincerely think that Andy Sinatra, if he had uh, the facilities, he'd invite every one of the listeners over to uh, to have dinner. And I can bet that uh, Mrs. Sinatra is a great cook and certainly a very charming hostess. You know, John, the curious people come around to see me. I can imagine. There's one fellow all week is starting to come in the house on the milk. I know he's not on milk. I like to make a statement. Anyone interested in seeing me will contact Long John. He'll give you my address. No, Long John will not give any address. If anybody wants to contact you, Mystic Barber, they can write a letter to the Mystic Barber, care of Long John Station, W.O.R. New York 18, and I'll be happy to give you the mail the same as we did the last time. I'll ask all kinds of letters. You can make an appointment and send it. But don't try to stick around because I know beforehand what's what and what it's going to be before you even think such a thing is going you uh, put in the lower right-hand corner of the car to one word. <laughs> so, I would like to say, well, I mean, if anybody has recorded this here, uh, this evening has recorded me, please write the long John, because my recording machine broke at home, and I couldn't take this before. So if any among you has recorded this here, write a letter to Long John, uh, address to me, and I will try to get the tape from you or make a double tape of it. And my machine broke. Your machine broke? Yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. I'm sorry to hear that. Was this, was this, yeah. Was this, it, it, it was just a mechanical failure yeah. well, on your machine. It had nothing to do with the... No, it was just a... Uh, I to mention anything. Oh, was DC current? No, it's an AC machine. Yeah, I know, but in other words, where you plugged it in with DC. Yeah. That will not do it a tremendous amount of good. Uh, wasn't it, did it have anything to do with the force field that no, you were creating? This is a mechanical uh, thing. No, the AC current, DC current, and river current. Yeah. You you had it plugged into to river current or DC current? And there's a four-phase current that the Venusians have. Yes. We had uh, somebody told me, yeah, I'm not kidding you. A four-phase current. I don't know what it meant, but uh, when we had 1452 on, he told us about his electronic horn. And he plugs it in and plays it and tunes into Venus. Well, four-phase would be AK and A combination of both. You had the one in between up here the other night. Yes, we had the one in between the other night. The book on the... You know what? I was on a boat going to Mexico. I always think that's a prophecy. You know what? I don't think it's true. No. You killed my gag, John. You killed my gag. Three phases of these, Dad. You missed it. Two hundred three days from now, I'm going to Mexico. We're all on the banana boat from Mexico. You know what? I'm sorry that I don't have copies to pass around to all of our guests. Because I think at this time we should all join in and sing one chorus of Keep Your Cotton Picking Fingers Out of My Cotton Candy. I think that this would be something that would be inspiring to everybody. It would lead us to greater heights. Am I right? You're a good guy, John. Well, I said it, John. You know, like that. that's you see, John, you're a smart man. Thank you. Thanks to me. 
What do you think of concept therapy? I never tried it. Well, the thing is, uh, the innovation... I don't know what it is. The innovation... They can't do that. It's still right with me, too. There's too many therapists going out. There's only three things that's going on. The air is the force of life. And our plan is to work on a plan where we have purified air to breathe and uh, the jagged on the head. People do yogi breathing to heal themselves. Like I, I sit down and I breathe. Purify the lotus position. No, just relax. Everything and I heal myself from different things that I have. Like I had this virus condition. I just burst it for a week or so and I got over it. Other person that shot this, not nothing, I took care of things myself. Yeah, the, the innovation that I was was on to tonight was this business that the admissions and discharge boards of psychiatric institutions should consist of a, I think it was a psychiatrist, a doctor, and a spirit medium. Wasn't that pretty much well, what you said? Well, finally, the body's a medium. It's not a fruit. So, the one who's honest is to steal his interest in fellow men. That he should, uh, he should help the psychiatrist and the medical man decide on whether the people should be admitted or discharged from the mental hospital. This is a song, you know, it's like the old song. You heard That's all like madness, I call it vibration. You heard a person having three personalities. personality. This was two pictures of me. We were on the phone. I had one that had five. Well, it was five personalities, yes. And two hypnosis, I straightened out the part. Are you a hypnotist, too? No, I am a hypnotist. I told you I know a lot more than other people think they know. I don't deny that. And I don't I've done research work in the field. I want to tell you a question. question. Are you a hypnotist? Look, everybody's a hypnotist. When it comes to a hypnotism, everybody eats meat. We all eat meat. So let's do I assure you that the president of the Association for Advancement of Ethical Hypnotism is a big I'm making for the public. You want to hear it? It's such a thing as change from one person to another through the process of hypnosis. If you reach the soul of the person to hypnosis, he can enter your body, you can enter his, and when you awake, you'll be two different personalities. I went as far as doing that, just for research work, with my own relative for experiment. And then I return them back to the normal feeling. Now, when you go that far, you go, and God plays far. And I like to make some statements on hypnosis. I don't want it to feel like a pocketbook of other people, because I can open up on hypnosis. We'd like to have you open up. No, I don't want it, because it's just a feeling of other people making a living. Well, don't you want to protect your fellow man? And if, if, well, if, if hypnosis sometimes is Sometimes you're to protect your fellow man. You're cutting down somebody who's trying to earn a living. Well, I, I don't think that we no. should be concerned you about that. You want to open up a medicine? You can find out. You're going to, a lot of doctors are not giving to a diagnosis. You can open up on any field. There's I'd like to hear something form. more about hypnosis. A private lecture, I'll give confidence. Is that on the air? You give private lectures, then. Friends get together, and I'll try to give you a demonstration. But by the way, I get two people harmonious with me. I'll be surprised what I can do. John, John, I have learned that the mystic barber gives lectures to organizations and uh, lectures on the occult and on development of these powers. And I believe there was a lecture that you gave recently over in Brooklyn in which you demonstrated its uh, force field. Now, 
You want to tell us something about that? Well, his what? No, 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 please. It's no, face the, the microphone. The, no, the the well, Hoffman here was uh, working together with me and my son. I demonstrated a force here if I got through. Is that Mr. Hoffman? Yeah. Mr. Me. Hoffman, come over here a moment, please. Would you sit down in this chair over here? We'd appreciate it. Let him explain. Yes, thank you. We only have a couple of minutes left. Mr. Hoffman has been kind enough to join us this morning. He's associated with the Mystic Barber. And the Mystic Barber's secretary is here. Uh, would you tell us something about this lecture and this uh, manifestation of the uh, force field? Well, this uh, lecture was in Brooklyn at the Brooklyn uh, Theosophical Society uh, about a month ago. And uh, Mr. Sinatra gave a very good demonstration of various uh, things. And... Uh, was an audience of uh, educated, cultural, cultured people, and he seemed to answer every question that they were ever to give him. In his own words, he said he got uh, better questions at that lecture than he's had from this panel here. In other words, you seem to get them all confused. Well, I think I think you have mentioned that this was a group of cultured, educated people, and and my panel members actually would certainly not come under that. Oh, very good. You agree, Dave? Oh, yes, I agree entirely. Of course, when we when we say that, we're we're not referring to Shaloni, actually. We're not no. including Shaloni in that. But that, that was an interesting comment, Mr. Hoffman. <laughs> <laughs> well, you explain about the... Yeah, the mic is down there. Yeah, yeah, tell us about... Uh, Mr. Hoffman, would you talk about the fourth well, thing? Well, he's a little bashful. Doesn't seem to be. Well, my friend, Mr. Hoffman's a little bashful, but he's a nice chap. Now, what do you think... Did you say that Mr. Hoffman is cultured and educated? Yeah, he's a Thank nice you. chap. Now, the question of the fourth field, I'll explain myself. By concentrating a focusing to a point, and uh, tell the people you are going to put on a force field to let them know when they're feeling. Now, once you start doing this, and they start feeling it, you concentrate where this force field is they're going to feel it. You don't tell them. Let's say I'm going to send a force field, but I'm going to concentrate on the forehead. That remains within you without telling the customer that or the friends that. Then you ask them, where did you feel this force field? There's three people that felt something. Well, let's say I put them on the forehead. <laughs> now, you never told them you sent the forehead. So they felt it on the forehead. You know you've created a force field on the forehead. Now, if the man says I felt it on the knees, you know there's something wrong. You've not created a force field. Now, this force field was created around the knees. So when I got through, I, I said to the boys, where was the force field created? Now, my secretary was scared to speak. And he said he felt the knees, but he wasn't scared. They figured that he's worked with me. So I asked the people, and about only two people or three people did not feel that force feel on their knees. I concentrated on the knees. I felt it coming through me, and I stopped it at the knees. So consequently, that is proof that a force field was created. But only out of 38 people, two or three uh, didn't feel it at all. The others felt it on the knees. So that's the answer. How you know that you have created a force field? Because you don't just feel a vibration coming through you, but where's the fact that but send it to that particular part of the body of those people? And we're bound to be a couple of skeptics. Any well, of whether they believe it or not, that's something that's not, 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 not intelligence. 
that's we create bodily resistance. These people had high bodily resistance to that. They didn't feel it. Because you don't talk. You relax for, for, for two minutes or three minutes, and you concentrate, say, the shoulder. And you send a force field to the shoulder. Now, then you ask, boys, where do you feel a force field? Now, if they have an imaginary air, I'm going to tell you one says it's foot, another guy says leg. That's an imaginary. But the real people who feel the force field will feel it, say, at the right shoulder. They'll all feel at the right shoulder. And you know it's creating a foul on that particular section. The others may be neurotic. No, the people living don't say not they feel something. You mean if if you if you've been trying to send this force field around the studio this morning, and if I did not feel it, then I'm neurotic. No, you don't understand. To know that you are no, sending the proper force field, you don't start. just tell me you're going to send a force field. Now let's say I'm going to name the right left foot of every person in here. <laughs> the right left foot. You can't have a wrong left foot. Can John, you? you're not vibrating right. You're a skeptic. Now, now let's face it. So consequently, when I send the sports field, people who are in harmonious with you will feel it. You don't tell them that. They'll feel it in the, in the, in the left foot, I say. Those who are neurotic or imagine the head, they claim they feel it in different places. Now, by uh -huh. doing so... You know those are in harmony with you, not particular four people. And those that do feel a force field, they're in harmonious with you. And the others are neurotic. They're not in a, either neurotic or they're not in harmonious with you. So you adopt and use your energy and help those who feel a force field. Those are the people you assist. But not the neurotic. The other ones you can't help. They're not in harmonious with you. They're just starting here in Italy, known as the, uh, the uh, Mag of Italy, where it heals people. Uh -huh. You go there, if he ain't got money, he even gives you money. Well, he's had a lot of people up there that he actually can't heal. Unfortunately, we'll have to wrap it up again. <coughs> After that last and final comment on the part of the mystic barber, I know that I'm going down to the Italian tourist bureau tomorrow and find out when I can get a boat to go to Italy to get some of the loot that they're passing out there. All right. We've been talking with the mystic barber this morning. We've talked to so many people. At this point, I'm confused how to build them. I know that Charlie Beatham was with us since the top of the show. He's been feeling the force field. It's obvious to me the way it looks now. You know which foot it is. We've also had Dave Bell with us this morning. James Donnelly stopped up to say hello. We've had uh, Paulina Peavy with us. We've had everybody tonight. And I hope that uh, you've enjoyed it. I know that I have. And... Uh, our good friend Phil Conk will be along with your Sunrise Serenade. Jack Keene, our engineer, and Russ Tinklepaw has made the whole thing possible, including Walter McDonald. And uh, if you're getting up, I sincerely hope you have a very, very pleasant day. And if you're going to bed, get a good night's sleep. And sleep real good. Bless you. <laughs>